You can have all the money in your hands All the possessions anyone can ever have But it's all worth your treasure True worth is only measured Not by what you got, but what you got in your heart You can have, you can have Never had it so good. 101.1 radio, the best R&B and hip hop music. The Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday. Talk radio with the best host in the business. Sports talk radio every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good. Radio now on 101.1 and it's 24/7. The world's best radio station. 
never better get checked. Yeah. Ain't no different second when the king goes sick. 40 cal and a sick fuck around and get wet. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshaies is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshaies has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshaies. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thought, Love, and Reflection, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. We're here seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Dial in at 657-383-0309 so your voice can be heard without interruption. We have created a platform that is to be used by you to talk about the things that are going to have meaning to the present, pad and ready to make our thoughts known as our world changes in many different ways. We have to be prepared to fight the good fight as we see the world trying to create an opportunity for understanding. We're going to take a short break and allow people to come online so that we can have a long-term conversation about the things that are going on in our world. You know I love music. And every time I hear something hot, it makes me want to move. It makes me want to have fun. But it's something about this joint right here. This joint right here, it makes me want to...
got the vibe right, I ain't gonna let you kill it. appropriate 
uh, to split families up when people seemingly should be given the right of citizenship. A young lady here in Florida away from her family because over decades ago she entered the country illegally. She married a military, a man who spent two years in the military, a Marine. She had two children from this man. The children are considered citizens, uh, but she was denied citizenship because she entered the country illegally. I am just uh, so upset with my government because I just don't believe that an individual who's had children who are American citizens, uh, a woman who has married a man who is an American citizen, should be denied her citizenship. And to tear families apart, seems to be illegal to me. And I just don't know where our country is going under the leadership of Donald Trump because he seemingly has no family, uh, no respect for marriage, and he is uh, committed and dedicated being extremely destructive when it comes to relationships. Uh, Cheryl, as we start the show today, I mean, I just don't understand. I've always thought that a person would obtain citizenship if they fell in love and got married to somebody. And I don't know how much you, how how is it possible to prove how much you love somebody or how how real your marriage is if having two children from that person doesn't prove it. Good evening, and how's everyone doing this evening? Um, I'm, I'm still trying to wrap my head around this because I feel so bad. I feel bad, you know, for the children and I see, you know, I can see the pain, and not only that, one of the um, one of the girls kind of began to voice her anger, although, you know, they beeped out um, or silenced the words that she was saying, but we, we clearly can see what it is that she was saying. And I guess I... I, I I mean, I don't know if if all I mean, I, I'm pretty sure all of this stems from how she came here and they are not trying at all to work with her because she's had her husband is military and because she has um children here and it's that you know, what do what do she do? She go back to unfamiliar, you know, I mean, she hasn't been there. And how do she prepare? I mean, I don't know, you know, I, I'm just, oh, I'm almost like the little girl. If, you know, if my words were 
those kind of words, but I don't use those kind of words. But it can be very frustrating when we can do whatever we want over here, meaning that with our government we can make whatever happen that uh, they choose to make happen. And this right here, and I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, at the end, you know, this is this is one of many will be going through this. And it is heartbreaking because, I mean, it is. But I guess what they're looking at is she came over here illegally years and years ago. And although she got it right once she came here, so they are holding her accountable for what she did years ago. And um, I just, you know, I, 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 I'm... And and you can tell I'm just my pain is more than the words that I can express in the frustration. But um, I mean, we can clearly see why they are doing it, and we don't understand really why they would want to do it. So, I mean, it's frustrating. It is really frustrating because I was just hoping that you put something else underneath this that we didn't have to get here and deal with this frustration because this is this is frustrating <laughs> this really is i yeah. mean and my heart was breaking to see the see the daughter there crying and and the words that she was using it it was like and this man you know that we have in leadership i mean he, he cares nothing nothing at all I mean, nothing moves him. So um, all I can say is that she prepared a place there for her and her family to come there and, you know, to go where she's going to be because that's going to be the only way that they're going to be together as though it seems right now. The thing, Cheryl, is, is that when this man made all these comments about how terrible some of the people were that come to escape and come to this country, this young lady and this family does not fit any of that. Here you have a man who sacrificed his his life for two terms uh, as a military Marine. Uh, He married... um, someone he loves, and you're supposed to be able to share your citizenship with anybody in the world. When you get married, that's supposed to supersede anything. And not only did she marry a man, she had children who are American citizens. So it, it she chose to escape poverty and come to America to have a better life. She found a husband, and she's raising a family, and she uh, did what was necessary to grow those little girl, those girls up to to teenage girls and one uh, maybe a, lo- a little younger than a teen. And she was caught because traffic violations. The lady has been here more than 20 years. 
why would you want to send somebody back to start off a life they left 20 years ago? And that's what I'm saying to you. This man has clearly shown us that he has no humanity for people who have struggled to come over here because he don't know struggle. See, somebody who has never struggled can't see the sacrifice that was made by this woman and the pain that is created. You know, when you don't left three different wives, you can't see the pain created by ripping apart a family that truly loves each other. So this is the thing that keeps him unable to make the right decision, unable to intervene. He'll intervene on the behalf of a sheriff who was shown to be racist and uh, give him a pardon out of jail, but he can't see the necessity to keep a family together who clearly loves each other. So, Cheryl, these, we're asking this man to do something he's incapable of doing, and clearly all the rest of us see that somebody needs to be sympathetic to this woman's situation. You're right. You know, in exactly just what you said, um, there's no there's no compassion, there's no feeling, there's not even any understanding. He cannot begin to understand that because he's never been through anything like that. And just like you said, um, and I'm not going to say that because of the amount of times that he was married, but, you know, when we rip families apart within the marriage, that's painful enough. And it's, it's very painful you know, for the children, even though we as adults make, you know, make mistakes and we are ready to move on, sometimes the children are not able to. So, you know, again, I say, I mean, um, her attorney has to really do some work, and I mean some major work, but there have been some judges that have, you know, and we've noticed that, um, has not agreed with everything that Trump has um, has initiated. So hopefully in this case, when it does come to trial, we can, you know, get a, um, a judge that can sympathize or can find something with, um, you know, with what she did and how she did it um, to accommodate her coming back to her family, I mean, you know, and just like you said, I mean, this she has a husband that has um, military who put his life on the line, meaning whether he was in any kind of war or not, he was willing to sacrifice, to make that sacrifice, you know, for his country. And here this is what, um, I, you know, I, I just... Mm-hmm. I mean, and and maybe that's one another reason why I don't have a um a TV because you know I maybe even took the TV and threw it out the door many many times over and over. But it but it really is it's frustrating, it's heartbreaking, you know because it's just like I don't care get over it and just you know go right on about your business. 
So, um, and I'm going to definitely be praying, you know, for this situation, um, that this attorney can bring this before a judge and something can happen because we've noticed that judges have rules, um, made some rulings against Trump. So it's still um, possible, and that's what my prayer is for um, this family. Yeah, but, uh, Cheryl, let me just ask you, I know that Americans are supposed to have a heart for the disenfranchised. And we sit and we watch people who who have committed themselves to the rule of law, who've served their country. Donald Trump never served in the military. And if there was no other reason but that to give this man the comfort of having his wife and the mother of his children a place to stay where she he is built, that, you know, you don't, you, you one of the girls talk about, you know, you talk about you care about veterans. How did you care about this man who served his country and did the right thing, he has a family, and uh, America is supposed to be about service and family. So how can you justify, again, splitting this family up? Just like you couldn't justify splitting mothers up from their children when they enter this country. It just seems to be uh, that we're going in a, a different direction than the one that made America truly stand out. Well, I mean, I think you answered a lot of what you said. You know, um, we're talking about somebody that we have that we are quite familiar with, and who has clearly expressed um, who he is by the actions that he has taken. And just like you said, you know, he he hasn't even served in the military. He cannot begin to imagine what these families go through when their spouses leave, what their spouses is going through. Because, you know, when they leave, they don't, most of them never return back the same because of the things that they've seen, the things that they've gone through, even the training. And, you know, and I wish um, Nate was on here tonight because he can, you know, talk about that a little bit better than, you know, we could. But um, I, I don't know. I mean, it's not shock. It's not a shock in that, you know, to us that this is how he feels because this is who he is. So I don't know. I'm just, oh, man, this is, whoa, okay. <laughs> you know, right. and, it, and, and what happens to us as we go about this time, here we're entering uh, the second year of his uh, is his administration, and we've seen he we're look. It almost feels like being a, the whole thought of being an American is switching. Uh, that we uh, the commitment and dedication we had to uh, Americans and love for family and a desire to to protect children uh, has somewhat gone out, fallen by the wayside. And that we're now uh, just thinking about greed. Uh, we're thinking about uh, doing everything we can 
to make the almighty dollar, but we don't have any moral values or commitment anymore. And that uh, that our morals related to people and doing what is in the best interest of people is now uh, falling to the wayside, and we're doing whatever it takes to make money and to get richer. Well, I mean, you can tell that that has been his business, um, and that's what he represents as far as making money. And, you know, when you mentioned about the children, I mean, come on now. We, we're messing with our precious ones, and to do to do that is, man, that, that that's another thing, too, and it's like, Imagine who who wants to take all of these children in, and now they're not gonna stop crying. They don't know these people, and you're not talking about one or two. You're talking about many. And has everything been based up on, you know, the dollar? Yeah, a lot of it, it has been. It has been. Everything is looked through the eyes of that. And that's why, you know, we got to, I mean, we have uh, so much to do. You know, besides our everyday life, we got to extend ourselves um, in whatever area we could possibly extend ourselves to as far as um, helping this country to become better. You know, and that starts with the household and community by community. Because when one community falls, it messes up a lot. And we have to get back the mindset as far as the love. I mean, we're missing that. And you can clearly see that in these things. And, I mean, I know that they don't use that when they are making decisions, you know, but some kind of sympathy, something. And we don't have the compassion. We just... You know, we're losing a lot of that. And I'm not saying that when I say lose, I don't mean um, in every every person. I'm just saying that we are seeing this so much so that if we can bring forth the love that can overshadow all of these things that's going on, we definitely can do a whole lot better. Well, Cheryl, part of the problem is is that he's so caught up in defending himself and trying to make others look bad uh, that he doesn't have time for stuff like that story in Florida, fighting with LeBron James and the good things that he's doing. This man is taking money out of his pocket, opening up a school for uh, 240 kids and is going to expand from third to fourth grade to first through eighth grade by the next year. And you know that he's matching the money that other people are giving, and yet you get on the news and talk about uh, how dumb him and Don Lyman is when these are two of the uh, outstanding African-Americans of, of this time. And it lets you know that he doesn't have any need to try to hide ugliness. 
uh, and to the point where his daughter even came out today and showed a lot of respect for uh, Don Lyman and uh, LeBron James and said that, you know, she thought that what they were doing, what uh, LeBron was doing was great. So, you know, here this man is, can't even align himself with his family. And uh, because of the despicable things that he's trying to do, and yet we're sitting back and just watching. I heard a newscaster or uh, individual today talk about how what is going on now with uh, this man is worse than what happened in Watergate. Uh, that should never try to turn the uh, the news media against Americans. And I just every time I hear him say uh, that. The news media is our enemy. It just burns me up inside because I know without the news, he would be doing even more despicable things if he didn't think nobody was watching. You're right. And, you know, um, I heard the same thing, too, as far as him focusing on what LeBron James is doing opposed to giving any attention to this matter here. And, I, you know, and that I don't understand. It's that your priorities are all wrong. And you're talking about the news media. I mean, that is something that he's been using. I mean, he's been making sure that he stays in it and doing all kind of things to make himself, you know, shown visibly every single day with a whole bunch of foolishness. So, and I mean, all we can do is report it. You know, all it can be done is report it. But um, I, I just don't, um, at some point, it's going gonna, it's gonna to start coming out. And I, and I really know it's not going to be till God allows it because there's so many things that we slacked on that he is, wanting us to learn from but you know we we got to we got to fight against this um these things that's going on and again that's true you know the people who we put in office um not allowing the distractions of this man you know to overtake the things that um we doing positively because positive because there's so many other that you know we could be focusing on, but I don't know. I mean, can can we get together something to help this family, or you know, what is it that we can do? Because um, you know, I'm just not thinking about it. I'm gonna try to find this lawyer um, information, and I'm gonna see myself personally. That's my goal for tomorrow, to see what is it, you know. And I mean, I know personally he may not respond but through an email he may especially if somebody is having interest on as far as what can be done um so i'm gonna get back with y'all i'm gonna get back with y'all as far as that's concerned because that's something that i just thought about in trying to see you know what is it that we could do i mean besides talking about it and besides you know hearing about all these things what as you know we as people Uh, to see the midterm elections 
and see where all this goes. Uh, I am concerned that America can the Constitution and the behavior of the Republicans have to change at some point. Uh, how 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 much worse can you allow it to get before you stand up for the country? I don't want to see anybody to go to jail who doesn't deserve it. Uh, but Paul Manafort, as I listen to uh, the the testimony of these people, these people are are just you know it's okay to get rich, but it is not okay to uh, thumb your nose at uh, the American rules and spend more time cheating and trying to hide uh, money. So that leads me to believe that you you do everything, every day of your life, you're spending time trying to figure out how to, to take advantage of the government. And I believe that is exactly what uh, Donald Trump has done most of his life. And so we are going to uh, see what happens when you try to uh, somebody in to take you back to a time that was despicable, that you're going to have to find somebody despicable to do it. And that's just exactly what white America has done. They, they took us back. We had one of the most intelligent presidents of our era and uh, one of the kindest families that we've ever known, and they put in a man who has no heart and no appreciation uh, for loyalty related to the Constitution. So now we have a man who is just trying to find a way to take advantage of the Constitution for the good of himself and his family, and that's the way I see it, Cheryl. You know, you mentioned a key word, family. And that's something that, um, like you said, um, former President Obama, um, their family really displayed what family really is, the closeness, the um, support, um, you know, him reaching out to when tragedies happened, you know, them being there um, and feeling the pain because we got to be, we were able to see that when they did news stories and he was there, I mean, you know, his heart, we can, t- we can tell what his heart felt by his face, by the tears that he shed for some families, um, and also by being there, making them, you know, know that you are important. What you are going through is important, and that's the key word, family. We just don't have that. Um, at the head of, um, you know, right now. We, we're we not being shown that in the same ways. So that's definitely something that we are definitely missing right now. Yeah, it seems that um, people are, uh, and even, even we got to recognize that he is, Changing the chemistry of our country. You know, when you don't, when you can't recognize all the detriment that is happening right now in the world that we exist in, where um, the general public seems to be uh, 
being divided. Uh, LeBron talked about the division that he's using sports uh, to create a division between people. Uh, white America seemingly is looking to call call uh, the police on every despicable thing they can think of. I mean, people just doing normal things, and they calling the police. As though they just had a right uh, to live in this world by themselves. And we have to ask ourselves if we're going to let this man totally destroy us as a nation uh, by creating division between the races and the genders. Uh, we just seem to be not getting along right now at all. I mean, we, uh, you know, there's so many times that we're seeing the mistreatment of people of color uh, that we just see our country not responding well to the uh, to the kind of direction this man is taking us in. You know, I um I got a, the opportunity to look at um, the video that you sent of the young lady who was called. Um, I think it was a um, a teacher that called and said um, made a complaint about her, and she felt so degraded because this is her school. She worked there. You know, this is the college that she attend, and to make her feel less than human, less than important, you know, and we are hearing these cases over and over again, <coughs> and it is. It has brought out the division, just like you said, it's brought out the division and although people may have felt some of these feelings, but now it is expressed even more and more because they feel like it's okay. When they see it being done, then they are being led to do it as well. And, I mean, we're having so many cases where you find in, um, black individuals being called out for things that, they're, I mean, nothing illegal about what they're doing. So, you know, that's something that, you know, we really need to look at and something that really needs to be changed because, you know, I feel like we are all human beings. And what makes you think or what makes you feel like you can report me just because of the color of my skin? And then that's clearly what it is. It does not have to right. do... It um anything else but that, because if it was another young lady who looked like a guy sitting there, you know, I'm pretty sure that the authorities would not be would not have been called. So, you know, we're being targeted more because they feel like it is. It's okay. It's okay because they're seeing it being done from higher up. And it's just trickling down right now. And it's really, really getting bad. And to allow them to be anonymous, uh, when the young lady asked or requested uh, that she have the name of the person who called, uh, the person, the colleague said, well, we can't give out that information. But to be able to hide behind the curtain where you don't make my day miserable uh, because you have elected 
uh, to call the police on me for something that was not uh, not anywhere close to reasonable. You know, and so, you know, it's just, uh, you know, we're just waiting for the other shoe to fall. You know, it's kind of like all of us, all the blacks, all the people of color uh, are seeing these things happen, and it's like, well, when is it going to happen to me? And you shouldn't be going through like that. Life is, when you wake up in the morning, you should be thinking about what it is you got to do with your day and enjoying your day without thinking that there might be a time that somehow you may be falsely persecuted. A lot of these uh, police officers are, have yet to recognize how to control their behavior. So you just lighten a match uh, to a flame or to, uh, to gasoline because some of the people that come out to these calls may not may not behave the right way. You know, um, as my daughter was passing through here, she made a comment. She said that a friend of hers' daughter, which is a young child, was um, complaining to her mama, or just not, well, not complaining, but expressing to her mama, you know, through tears, that, she didn't want to be taken. Now, they are not um, foreigners or anything, but she's not understanding the concept. All she is seeing is what's being done and being pulled away, just like you said, you know, from families are being pulled apart, and she's not understanding. So she's living, you know, with, and I know we don't supposed to live in fear, but, you know, it's hard to explain to a young child, well, this does not apply to you, um, that this, you know, you didn't come from another country and all of that. They don't see that. They don't understand that. All they're seeing is the, the tears, the children being pulled away, and that's what, you know, she's expressing to her mama. You know, she said she's thinking, you know, she get up and she's going to be gone. And and it's horrible that this is something that um, – that the kids are relating to and not really understanding. And even if you try to explain it to them, that's not what they're seeing. They're going by what they're seeing. They're feeling the pain of what these other children and families are going through, and they're expressing it. And this little girl, I think she's about six years old. So, I mean, for this to be something that... um, that she sees, and it can be through just any kind of social media. When I say that is, you know, how we have older siblings watching and older and people talking about the situation and stuff like that, and the young child overhearing it. Still sad to think that this is something that she worries about as a young child. And just like you say, we should only have to worry about um, what our plans are, what we're going to do. Um, and how, you know, things we have to do for the next day. Whether it involves, you know, being involved in things that's going on, but not the fact of all of these other things that are happening and being reported for selling water, cutting somebody, cutting grass, those silly things. So, I mean, we got a lot um, 
that we have to continue to watch our back for or just walking or just, I mean, you know, I'm pretty sure everybody's seen on their social media page the different things of while being black. Um, right. So we can, you know, we can relate to those many, many different things. And it don't have to be, it's just going about your business every single day, not realizing, you know, what may happen. But um, it, it's, it's sad. It really is. And you have now your, when you look at your children that you got to send off to school, and you don't know how protected they're going to be in these classrooms that they're in, where these uh you might find pockets of white kids who are learning from their parents uh, that they can feel comfortable saying things uh, that they don't need to be saying. And so now your child has to make a decision about how he's going to be responding uh, to this new environment within the classroom and whether or not uh, he's going to be able to going to be protected by his teachers or supported by his teachers when he's subjected to this new environment where white kids are being told new things in their homes. Uh, You know, so all of that is going to come down, going to drip down uh, from the adults down to these white kids and subject them to even more we're hearing about you know, these kids writing uh, the N-word in the bathroom or putting it in their uh, their uh, their uh, rich material. And so all these kind of things are things that now we're having to relive through our children and through our adult lives. Yeah, and this is not a, um, a way for a child to go to school with these things on their mind. And um, and and it's just and not only children, but it's not even a way to be, you know, to live. Um, you know, I've I've told the story many many times that um, my son, when he left, when we were living in Tennessee, we left out of one little area, and in order to get to another area, you pass through another, you know, a part of town, and um, every time that he drove, he got stopped in the main question was what are you driving this type of vehicle you know and that's something that you know should not have should not happen and I mean every day we don't want to have to worry about those things you know we want to have productive lives and you know I myself say you know don't worry but be very cautious be cautious of the things that you do don't do anything to bring attention to yourself, but that don't even matter today. You don't have to do anything to bring attention to yourself. Just like the young lady sitting by yourself, you know, just minding your own business. Right. That was not bringing attention. So it's just being cautious, really being cautious. And like I said, we we got to continue to pray because the things that are happening today, it's just, it it's so... It, it seems though it's more acceptable, but it's causing us a lot of grief and a lot of pain, unnecessary grief, unnecessary pain, and it shouldn't be. You're so right. We're going to take a short break and we'll come back 
and have our final word for this evening. We got it together, didn't we? We've definitely got our thing together, don't we? Isn't that nice? I mean, really, when you really sit and think about it, isn't it really, really nice? I can easily feel myself slipping more and more away into that super world of my own. Nobody but you and me. We've got it together, baby.
This is James T. Gishay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Respecting, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network, seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We hear so that your voice can be heard loud and clear without interruption. Dial in at 657-383-0309. We want your voice and your opinion to be heard more than a few blocks. It's time for us to stand up and be counted and make sure that people know that we're not going away. Uh, Cheryl, what are your final thoughts this evening? Very um, great topic, very great conversation, um, bringing awareness to individuals that may not know what's going on. Um, again, my heart goes out to the family. I am making an appointment Monday to email to find some kind of contact with the attorney and just to see, you know, what do he suggest? Um, that we can do to um, to come together to make some things that are so wrong, you know, better. So with that being said, whatever we do, we can always do more. Cheryl, we just have to be better Americans. We're better than this. Uh, this should not be the legacy that we seek to show, that we are uh, so afraid of immigrants. Uh, that we will send their mothers back uh, to try to destroy families. And so we have to seek, like you say, uh, to let people know what it is that we're thinking and what it is that we're feeling so that our elected officials know that they just can't treat us any kind of way and we're going to just go for it. Uh, Thank you, Cheryl, for being here this evening. Uh, We were the only one on the show this evening, but we know that that won't be like that always, but it's always nice to have you here uh, because you have the kind of voice that people need to hear across America. Take care, Cheryl, and I'll see you uh, tomorrow at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Take care of yourself. So, what do you want to do? I'm here, baby. I'm ready, baby. Baby 
What you dream? 